Welcome to Laws of Legacy. I'm your host, Delana Barbie, the Around the Way Lawyer. I help everyday entrepreneurs like you protect, build, and secure their assets and leave a lasting legacy. Each week, I'll bring you information on the legal, financial, business, and other topics to take you from hustler to boss. If you're down for the ride, buckle up and listen in. Before we jump into this episode, remember, even though I'm a lawyer and legal topics may be discussed, this is not legal advice and I'm not your lawyer. This is general educational information to get you thinking. Speak to a lawyer if you have any questions about your specific situation. And with that, let's get going. We talked on a prior episode about focusing on one offer. So that's one product, one service that your business is going to focus on and deliver. But over time, as I mentioned in that episode, as you start to scale and become more efficient, you may wish to expand into other offers within your business. Some examples, if you are a hairstylist or own a hair salon, you may start to sell gel or shampoo, combs, brushes, or other products, or you may teach other hairstylists. Similarly, makeup artists may at some point decide that they want to sell products, so lashes or cosmetics, or you may add on a different service, which could be teaching other makeup artists. You may do lawn care and sell items for DIY lawn care or even have a YouTube channel where you teach lawn care skills. You might be a therapist with a coaching practice and teach on certain life skills or you might sell a journal or you may do one thing and have an entirely different offer underneath the same business structure. There's a variety of different things you may be interested in doing. So I wanted to have this conversation to talk about some of the legal keys to building a business while multi-passionate. So one of the first things that I want to touch on is if you are a professional service provider that you know requires some type of license to provide the service that you're providing, you will want to be sure that it's okay to do whatever it is that you're doing underneath that same entity, because sometimes there can be certain restrictions if you're a professional service provider from doing other things underneath the same business entity. So you will want to check on that to make sure that there's no legal restriction. And if it's okay, you want to have appropriate disclaimers, particularly where, you know, you're providing another service underneath the same umbrella, or you're providing some type of resource that people can use on their own, you want to be sure that they know, hey, whatever I'm providing, this is not being provided underneath my capacity of whatever licensed professional, and they're not working with you in that capacity at all, but this is some other resource that you're giving to them. So again, if you're a professional service provider who's multi-passionate, you really want to look closely at your business to see if it's appropriate and consider those disclaimers to be a way to add in additional protection if you're allowed to do so. The second thing you should consider if you're multi-passionate is the different risk profiles of the additional business offers. And what I mean by risk profiles is 
For example, if one type of offer is way less risky than the other type of offer that you're providing, then you may want to consider if it should even be underneath the same business entity because you don't want, for example, let's say you get sued for the high-risk business for everything in that same business entity, that same business structure to be at risk of recovery from the person suing. So the person who sues can get something even related to the business offer that's lower risk. So what you might do is separate those things. So that's called isolating your risk. So instead of having everything underneath one business structure, you may have two or more business structures that you create so that you're operating one offer underneath one business entity, and then you're operating the other offer underneath the other business entity so that if there's a suit related to that high-risk business offer, then if that person is successful, that person is only recovering from the assets of that high-risk business as opposed to also being able to recover from the asset of the low-risk business offer because the low-risk business offer is under an entirely different business structure. So that's something to consider as well. You'll see in the real estate context that risk is often isolated. So people will have different real estate properties under different LLCs to separate them out from something happening on one property affecting another property. Instead, each property may have its own business entity so that something that happens with respect to one of those properties, the recovery for someone who's suing if they're successful is only from the assets underneath that one business entity. So it's definitely something to consider. It's important that you think about the risk profile of the different offers and whether it really makes sense for you to lump together everything that you're doing in one. Now, if the risk profile is fairly similar, then you may decide, hey, well, I'm going to put everything under one umbrella. So let's say everything's low risk. You're like, huh, you know what? Not worried about it. If everything's high risk, you still, you know, may want to separate it out into different business entities. But let's say everything in your evaluation or working with your attorney, you determine, hey, everything seems low risk here. I want to put all these different offers underneath the same entity the same business structure. Well, if it makes sense, you may want to have different DBAs. Sometimes they're called trade names for the different offers for marketing purposes. So that's not the same as a trademark. Trademark protection is different and I'll get into that in a moment. But the ability to say, hey, this LLC also operates these other brands for marketing purposes. When you're out there, you can use that other brand name, that other trade name. The other reason why you might want to consider it is that if you get paid in checks at any point, you may be getting paid to whatever the brand is. And if you're using that brand name widely, so having a DBA, you know, on file with the bank, if you get a check, you can go ahead and be able to cash that because they'll be able to see that, well, this LLC does business as this other name. So those are two reasons why you may want to consider a DBA if you have two or more different types of offers underneath your business that are the same risk profile and specifically generally a low risk profile. And the last thing that I quickly wanted to touch upon, because we will be talking about this more in future episodes, so please stay subscribed, but it's that you can also think about how to protect your 
intellectual property that you're building through the various offers underneath your business. So you may have, when you had one offer, have protected your intellectual property in a certain way, but there may be a possibility to do more. So whether your new offer it's advised possibly to get copyright registration for that offer, depending on what it is. Or, you know, there may be the ability to seek a trademark. There is a variety of different things you want to think about underneath that umbrella. So consider as you're building out your offers, meeting with a lawyer, discussing, you know, what your new offer is and discussing if there's any type of intellectual property protection that you might want to seek because you're creating this new offer. So that's just something that I wanted to throw out there as well. Again, we will talk about intellectual property way more in this podcast as we move forward. So stay tuned. And with that, I hope that this was helpful in having you think about the different offers that you're creating underneath your business and really how to think about it and break it down as to whether this is something that makes sense to be underneath the same business or whether it's something that you want to separate out, whether you need a DBA or trade name and whether you should be getting intellectual property protection for what it is that you're now offering underneath either this business entity or a separate business entity. Thank you for listening in this week. And until next time, take care. Thanks for listening in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a thing. And I'd love it if you take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to podcasts because that'll help others to find the podcast. Lastly, if you missed anything at all, if you're looking for a link to something or someone I've mentioned, or just for more, visit our show notes page. The link is in the podcast episode description. Talk to you next time.